And welcome back to Imagine Akasha. My name is Tom Fry. And I'm Nancy Pauling. And we have got Jimmy Jones on the phone from Tennessee. He is an author, and Nan is chomping at the bit with questions. And uh, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to hear. And you said you're outside of uh, Nashville, not too far. I am just about an hour outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, well, you have the accent to match. That's great. I do. This is a North Carolina accent, though. I was going to say it sounded it sounded more it, it sounded more coastal. Yeah, yeah. I often, <laughs> I often joke that uh, you know, with the name Jimmy Jones and the accent, I was doubly cursed by my parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, Jimmy, I want to know how did you get this book or the first book? Sure. Um. Well, it was it was uh, given to me by uh, by a by a higher higher power. Um, honestly, um, you know, I'm a, uh, I, I had spoke to you in the, in the emails. I'm a retired military officer. I did 20 years in the military and moved out here uh, in the country to, to find some peace in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just when I thought I had it, you know, lo and behold, I'm bringing my, uh, my wife from Nashville International Airport home one night about midnight. And, uh, we noticed a blue light in the field and it was unlike any light I've ever seen as a, you know, um, uh, military aviator. I've seen a ton of airfield lights, farm lights, you name it. I've seen every every type of light. So, can you describe and this light? Sure, sure. It was it was just a brilliant blue light. It was uh, stationary and pulsed. I even and it radiated, radiated as like a half dome, and it was nestled at the bottom of one of the hills out here in the mountains. And there was no, and there was and no light coming from above. It was it was almost like no, it was an object on cor- the ground. Correct. Correct. And uh, we you know we were, we marveled at it. My god, what is that light right there? You know, I even joked uh, about it. I was like, maybe it's a UFO. We should go over there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it, it was midnight we were coming back from the airport. We decided against it. But uh, but as we passed it, our our ex actually took us past it. And as we passed it, um something happened and and the best way i can describe it is i i heard a voice and it said here he comes and we went through like an electromagnetic field and i turned to vanessa and i was like did you feel that she's yeah we we so we drove on homes about 10 minutes home we drove home um you know got out of her clothes laid in bed and uh, and I, I turned to her and I said, Vanessa, I said, the light did something to me. Something happened. And about that time that I had said this, the light did something to me. A, a laser, no kidding, a laser shot through our window from deep space. And we have we have very high windows in our in our bedroom mm-hmm. and it shot from space right in our bedroom. And I turned to Vanessa and was like, oh, my God, did you see that? And just as she said, yes. Another laser came in, a second laser, and then um, was, 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 was the laser red? No, no, no. It was just a, it was just a white light. Wow. It was just a steady white light came right in, and uh, after the second laser came in, um, you, ever, you hear the stories about ball lightning. Mm-hmm. Well, a, a ball light, a ball of lightning, an orb of lightning appeared on the outside of our bedroom, mm-hmm. and when it and when it did. Um, the wall disappeared. It was like it wasn't there, and we could see this electric ball of lightning. And you could hear I'm nervous. I'm still, I still get very emotional about it. It's, you know, it was over so about a year and a half So do you think you went to ago. a different realm? Do you think you were transferred to a different realm, or were you in this realm and just the I was nature of realm. our reality changed? The nature of our reality changed. And okay. whatever, the, whatever that ball was, 
it uh, it began to telepathically communicate with me. Mm-hmm. I had jumped out of bed naked and was standing there. I, I thought it was, you know, I'm, I'm Christian by, by, uh, by upbringing. And I, I thought it was the rapture. You know? mm-hmm. I, Oh Lord, if you're here to, to get me, I'm ready. Let's go. Right. But, mm-hmm. uh, it, it began to, uh, to, to, to speak to me. It was, and, it was, it was speaking in English. It was speaking in English. And, and, and English. could Vanessa hear this or is this just something she, you could hear? She could not, she could not hear it. Um, she was laying there in shock. I was standing up in shock. And it began began speaking to me, and what seemed like you know uh, a five ten minute conversation to me maybe only thirty seconds had transpired. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But so, are you still Christian in belief? I, I'm uh, honestly, I grew up Christian. I grew up Southern Baptist, but uh, over the life of my career, you know, I became agnostic at, at some point, and I always knew there was something more spiritual. Uh, out there, I just don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I never, I've never pinned myself down to to one religion. But you know, I still have those those Christian fundamental roots. Because mm-hmm. um, some of your book does read kind of Bible-ish. Yeah, and and other other things as well. Yeah, Old Testament, New Testament, mm-hmm. Zoroastrian, letters, numbers, colors. I speak in colors, mm-hmm. and it and that, so like aura that, colors or or something else. Well, not not auras. So I, I don't think I have any abilities to read auras, but I can speak in in terms of color. I can I can um, write from the chromatic point of view. Okay. So. And is this all right. new, or could you do this before the blue light? No. Oh no. I'm just. I was a normal man. <laughs> I was a normal man that had something extraordinary uh, uh, happen to him, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was, it had, it has left me this information. So not only the first book, but all six of the, the books, I call them books. Some, you know, I've had some of my family members call them gospels. It, it, it left me all this information and, and it continues to, to pour out of me. I, I was, I yes. was just going to say, um, this conversation that you had that, you know, maybe took 30 seconds in, in our time, but took, you know, what seemed like 15 minutes for you. Um, was this the information that you received that you were that you were writing about in this book? And this is kind of like the message that you received. And and was it someone? Were you like communicating back and forth? Was it? I mean, did you feel kind of you know? Because it kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the Mormons and uh, and you know the story of uh, what's his very name? Very similar, yeah. Yeah, where where it was his his name was John. What was his name? The guy who was uh, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, yeah, Joseph, Joseph Smith, exactly. Yeah. Where, where he was writing down, you know, everything that that, that appeared through through the seer stones, and, and he was having someone transcribe them. It was it kind of like that, where you were just kind of getting all of these messages, but you weren't writing them down because it was, you know, in the middle of the night, and you're standing there naked. You know, I mean, that's correct. How did That's you remember yeah. all this stuff? And and, and 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 was this a long message that you thought was something that you had to deliver to people? Or yeah, how, yeah. How did I how did I remember all this? I mean, when you tell me if you've looked at those books, you see there is a lot of information, of, thousands of factoids, thousands of factoids, that, and all of it synchronizes. Every bit of it synchronizes and correlates from different religions and different perspectives, and it just it just gave it to me. Literally, just had it in my mind. Um, have you seen the tra- the movie Transformers when the – I think it's Shia LaBeouf. He's sitting there downloading. His eyes are twitching at the board, and everybody's laughing at him. It was kind of like that, kind of like that. So it was it all was like being just... in- implanted in your mind. Uh, in other words, this 15-minute conversation, were you hearing these same things that were planted in your mind, or were there things that were also planted in your mind that, um, that, he didn't, that, this, that this voice didn't tell you? No. So during the conversation, it spoke to me um, in, in terms that, that, that I could understand. 
Um, I will, I, looking back on it now, I would assume that if this, if anybody else has been hit by uh, hit by a light like this, it would speak to them in terms that they could understand. It would speak to them in their language, and make them com- comfortable. Um, I like to joke a lot. So the first thing it told me was, "Congratulations, you found me." And I, what? Who is this? Who who said that? Right? I'm in I'm in shock. Who said that? And did the person? Um, did, did they tell you who they were? Did, was there any answers given to you? It did not tell me who it who it was, but I intuitively uh, knew 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 what it was. It was uh, a higher being. It was, you know, God, the Creator, the One, the Source, of all the light, whatever you want to. So, deem it, whatever you want to deem it. You know, I've read through your book, and basically, you're saying that everything is the same thing. Everything is the same thing. Everything is light. Everything is light. So basically, do you think it's your higher self that gave you this book? I do, but it's also um, it's also everybody's higher self. Mm-hmm. Um, like we all came it, from the one thing, and this is what that, the light that, was. That's, that's correct, yeah. And okay. it, when you start reading the ancient texts and... Mind you, I, have, I didn't start reading these ancient texts until after this happened. So it's only been a year and three months, four months. Mm-hmm. And I, I have an insatiable appetite now to read these ancient texts, to go through the Zoroastrian, the Hindu texts, the Quran, the Old Testament. It's because I recognize everything in it. And that's the ability it, it has left me with. It's, it left me with the secret of light and how, how light operates. Well, what, is is the, light. what is it, the secret? The, well, the secret is God is light. It tells you in all, the, in all the ancient texts, all the prophets tell you, God is light, right? Allah is light. <laughs> it, it, so it, what does it that mean? tells you in every one of them. What are we supposed to do with that? It liter- well, in the literal perspective, it literally means that, that it is light. Um, if you, so like love or just well, light, like physical light that we see? Physically, it is light. Physically, it is light. It is manifested light. Light is everything. The emotional state of light is love. So love, okay. if somebody asked me a question, would define what love is, I would, I would explain it to them. It is light from the emotional point of view, right? That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's also life. Life. That's what light is. It's also life. And that's from the, I guess you would say, biological point of view of evolutionary point of view. It's, it's life. It's, it's, it's all these same things. It just depends on your point of view. If, if I'd explain it in the chromatic point of view, I would tell you it's white, right? White mm-hmm. light, pure light, it's white, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's the same thing. It's amazing. Tom, Tom and Nancy, it's, a, it's amazing. I, I understand what the prophets, um, at least I think I do. I understand what the, uh, what the prophets were saying. I understand what they, what they meant, the book of Enoch. I, I read it like I wrote it with my own hand. It's the most amazing thing. And I live in a state of bewilderment, of bafflement, of uh, marvel, of marvel every day. And it's, you know, I read the uh, Zora, um, or Aster, the Zohar the other day. And uh, in it, it says it says that in there, the rabbi, I think it's Rabbi Rashbi who, who wrote the Zohar. You know, it's 32 volumes. It's a giant, voluminous uh, piece of work. I hope you got it on a book said, on tape because that sounds like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first Are one, you able you know, to he, skip parts because you know it? I am. I can skip through. I can pick up anywhere. I can basically just go into anywhere, any chapter, and fall into the fractal of thought and just go, as you see in those books. I believe the last one I sent you was the purple book, and with 
with all those factoids in there, it took me two days, two days to write that. Two days to write that? Oh, let's, while we're here, can we get your website so others, because you have these books up for free. So I do, absolutely free. Yeah. 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 So let's get your website out there so people can read your books. Sure. It's, uh, the website is celestialvision.info. Um, so do that I, again, I, Jimmy. Celestialvision.info. Celestialvision.info. And I made it a dot info because it's exactly that. It's information for, for humanity. Um, what are you doing and, for a what are you doing for a living right now now that you're out of the military? I mean, you 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 obviously do all of this writing. This is up well, maybe it's not taking up much of your time because you said, you know, you can you get this stuff down right away, but I uh, um, I mean, are you are yeah. you using any of this information to, you know, support your career at all or are you No, no, I I retired and um that's exactly what I did. So I've done done pretty well for myself. I saved my pennies, I paid my bills. And uh, when I retired, I, I literally did just that. I, I retired. So I, I wanted to write, and boy, this hit me. And that's uh, you amazing. Know, I never expected it. It's, it, I, it's, it's a, it really is. It, it, it's amazing because I'm sure some people, well, people who know you real well, would say, "Wait a second this this is the same guy that I know. He's obviously not full of it because you know this is." This is the same person I know. Other people, you know, who who don't know you and first look at it might say, well, this seems a little out, out of left field. You know, how's this guy getting all this information? But I mean, if you were out there selling it and you were on the you know, on, on television trying to say, well, you know, call this number and donate this money or something like that. I mean, but this is something that That's you're right. just doing. You're sharing this information. So you're not doing it for anyone, but for ev- for everyone. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, in the, in the thought did pass my mind i wouldn't be human if it didn't pass my mind i was like should i put a donate button you know speaking to my wife and i was like no i I decided against it i you know this information was was given to me and continues to be given to me and uh you know i thought it would be for the for the highest growth of of humanity to to just share it for free open and freely and in fact i don't even claim it you can take it if you understand it you can continue to write your own if you if you understand the secret of light and if it clicks for you and the blue light hits you <laughs> be my guest <laughs> well how is this how you said you just continually given to you how, how is that i mean are you still getting voices are you still seeing any of this light or is this something that's just just parts of your brain that has already been put in there that you haven't had a chance yet to reveal it's more the latter tom so i i don't see the uh blue light past the first night so the blue light was on the first night um i do see blue um, like blue bubbles of energy that pop up in front of my eyes every once in a while. But other than that, no, no blue lights uh, like the first night. However, all I do is I sit down nice and quiet space. I pull up a blank white screen of Word document um, and just sit there and breathe, do a little meditation, get comfortable and stare at a, at a piece of paper and it just snaps. It clicks. Even words that you're not even, you know, vocabulary that you've never used before and things like that. No, not uh, so when, when it starts flowing, it's not coming all directly out of me. So it starts coming. You could call it channeling. It, it channels through me and I start writing. And as a human being, I have to look something up, you know, I'll pull up a page here, there. Oh yeah. Okay. I see it there and there and there and there and there. And I can go forever. I don't have to stop. Wow. It's just it just keeps flowing. Okay, there, 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 there. All the information is already there. We have everything that we. Uh, you have everything. We, <laughs> when, uh, well, it, it's it's there. It's there. It's just understanding it. It's just understanding it. Yeah, and that's why um, I wanted to talk to you because I don't. You know, I'm pretty esoteric, and I I'm having a tiny bit of a problem understanding it. So that's why I wanted to talk to you. The first chapter of your first book, the Holy Science of Synchronicity. Could you? 
put that into to like a very dumb person's layman's terms. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Let me. You know, I have to pull the books up myself because there's so much information. So I, I'll tell you. Okay. So you here, know, I know synchronicity. It's I, that. I believe in it. I mean, I, I come across it every day, almost. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's not a coincidence, uh, Tom and Dan. When when you come across synchronicity, when you see something, you see eleven, eleven, eleven's the number of balance. When you see that, it's it's at a at a minimum, it's the Creator telling you, you you're in balance or getting balance or you're you're on the right path. It's it's giving you clues all the time because you are it and it is you, and you're connecting with it. Um, so what would you so, say we are – where are we on the evolution of humans, do you think? On the evolution of, of – Humanity. Humans. I can tell you where we're at astrotheologically. Mm -hmm. And as, astrotheologically, we've just entered the age of Aquarius. We're on the cusp of it. Um, we just uh, uh, we're exiting out of the out of the age of Pisces of the feet. You know, 21 December 2012 was the um, pseudo start date of the, the age of Aquarius. Um, 21 June 2020 next year is the official alignment of the age of Aquarius due north. 21 June summer solstice. That's going to be the alignment where the uh, Earth is in the exact gal uh, galactic center, the plane of ecliptic in the in the galaxy. So we'll be at a part. We'll be at a perfect balance. And what do you know? The age of Aquarius, number eleven, right? The eleventh sign, Aquarius. It's uh, it it all corresponds. Where's Marilyn McCoo when we need her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who is Marilyn McCoo? She was a singer of the age of <laughs> oh, That's right. Yeah, the fifth dimension. Right? That's right. <laughs> those, those well, that's what well. we're supposed to be going to the fifth dimension. I'm, you know, I had an experience this weekend where I saw. Everything I looked at had um, sacred geometry. You were on mushrooms. Right. <laughs> you were. You did it something you did with one of our first guests. She told you about that thing, and then you ended up doing mushrooms. So how can you say you saw geometry? I think anyone sacred doing drugs. geometry. I don't know. They're not legal. Yes, they are. No, they're not. In Denver. No, they are You can not. do them. Well, it was a ceremony. It was a ceremony, and I have never, sure, yeah, and I have yeah. done mushrooms before. I have never seen sacred geometry on everything I looked at. Everything had it incorporated. It's like yeah, something yeah. I don't see in the normal yeah. realm of, well, I, of the world. Mm -hmm. Well, drugs can do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying that if you were completely sober and weren't taking mushrooms and you, and you saw the geometry, then I'd believe a little bit. But you just said yourself you were on mushrooms. Of course you see shapes and stuff. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, well, I'll tell you. I, yeah. But you have sacred geometry in here. You, the, 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 a ton of it. A yes. ton of it. Yeah. So yeah, can you see sacred geometry? I can. I can. I, I see it. I uh, And you're not it. on mushrooms, I'm sure. <laughs> and I am not on mushrooms now. However, <laughs> however, I will admit that the other day I was watching a YouTube video and I uh, was listening to a, an interview and the interviewee um, said that he is uh, he had taken sacred mushrooms and he, the what he described was the closest to the experience that I had naturally that the light gave me. He said um, the first thing you realize is you're connected to everything. I was like, well, that sounds like what happened to me. I mean, literally, you realize that every molecule that you are, that you know of your being, is connected to every other molecule. There's an electromagnetic charge that keeps everything together. Yes, I did feel he's, he's, that too. 
Oh yeah. And then he said the next thing is is uh, you laugh a lot. You laugh a lot. Well, that's the mushrooms. And, <laughs> yeah, that's when they're kicking in, right? <laughs> what, the uh, what, and, and that's what I did. I, I laughed for basically three and a half months, guys. For three and a half months, I was in a state of mental orgasm. Mm-hmm. A, a literal mental orgasm where I would just laugh. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is real. I would go and look in the mirror and say, am I going crazy? Did I did something break in me? Did something snap? Am, am, am I going insane? But it, it wasn't. It was just the um, the the effects of, of being connected, of being grounded, of being electromagnetically um, grounded to the sun, grounded to the earth and connected to the sun. So are you sun gazing now? Not in, in the, the traditional sense. Okay. I've I've looked up, yeah, but but I go out every day. I, I praise the Lord every morning. Um, I say thank you for doing all the hard work because it really is. It's manifesting everything. It's the, you know the same thing that Job should have said instead of complaining through forty two chapters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he should have said thank you, Lord, for doing all the hard work, right? Um, and uh, and just taking the sun and and try to be at peace. And and when you look at these ancient texts that's exactly what they tell you they say you have to remove yourself from the from the noise of the world from the noise of the world and retract yourself back and um restrain your five senses being good and decent restrain your five senses and the the five senses will reflect on themselves like a mirror and reflect on the mind and it'll it'll connect you to the sun this is exactly what they what they say and looking back on my life i've done that inadvertently I didn't know I was doing that. I just naturally did it, just trying to be good and decent in life. Has this has this um, rekindled some of your uh, Christian faith? Um, because I know you said you grew up and then you kind of became agnostic. Has this kind of done yeah. something in you where all of a sudden you feel more of a connection with that because that is what you were grown up with uh, and brought up with? Or, or do you still consider yourself agnostic, spiritual, but now that you understand God a little better? Uh it has reconnected me with uh, Christianity. It, it has introduced me to to other religions such as Zoroastrianism and, and Hinduism, um, and it's it's many mas- manifestations over time. And it's it's definitely strengthened my spirituality all around. Sounds um, like the, it. Yeah. My goodness, I, I, I you know I, I try, I'm trying not to sound too preachy, guys. You know I, I don't want to come off as you know fire and brimstone and all that stuff right but, you know but it, it's amazing and and i could speak about it all day and just just run with it well um, you certainly you sound what, very knowledgeable about it i mean you're i mean did you know about like the age of aquarius and being in pisces and stuff like this before you had this experience or is this stuff almost like all new vocabulary all new um nothing more thoughts you, Right, right. Tom, nothing more than anybody else knows. You know, I know the Fifth Dimension wrote the song Age of Aquarius. <laughs> I knew we were coming up on it. You know, we all bought water, December 21, December 2012. <laughs> right. Things like that, basic things, but nothing like this. Nothing like this. Nothing where you're com- completely in tune with it. I- I'll tell you this. I think this is impo- an important message. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what social stature you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter what accents you have. The only thing that matters is that your heart is pure and good. And that you're good and decent. That's all that matters. Everything else is a social construct. That's what it told me. Wow. I was, 
I believe yeah, that. I, I, I truly believe it because I'm, I'm not a religious person at all, but I do believe it. And, and it's almost in every religious text that kind of, you know, do one to others kind of thing, the golden right. rule. And, 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 I, and I try to follow that, you know, and, and, and I do. And, I, and it, whether you want to call it karma or whether you want to call it, you know, the golden rule or whatever you want to call it. But I think that if you're a good person and you lead a good life, like you said, the other things are just, you know, so, social norms. That's right. And, you know, and you'll see that as the that's the fundamental message of, of every one of them um you can break it down further from the properties of light but um the differences you see in the religions and what's what seems to separate them is is you know it it truly is is based off of uh culture and time Mm -hmm. the day and the time that the prophet whoever wrote that was i'm assuming they must have been hit with the light as well when i go back and read moses and the burning bush and then i read the legends of the jews they actually say the burning bush was blue what do you know you know i was like it must be the same thing. Are you a disciple? You it. think? Do you think that you're like you know? I mean, I'm, and that's a, a pretty uh, abrupt question. But do you do you think that you know? Because not everyone gets this. And if you you talked about all these people that's who've right. written these religious texts getting this, do you think? Not saying that you're the chosen one and you're you know Jesus reincarnated or anything right. like that. But I mean, <laughs> do you think that perhaps this makes you a disciple or some sort of a? I humbly think so. I humbly think so. Um, my God, you know, I mean, you, you've seen the books, Tom. How does all that information connect? I've never seen anything like this, and I, I can't even believe it came out of me and continues to come out of me. I can decipher things that I've never heard anyone undecipher. I can give you a million examples. Would you like an example? Yes, sure. please. Okay, sure. So so we're talking about light. We know that light refla- refracts, and we're talking about uh, – uh, the fractals of light. I see in tripolarized electromagnetic current with my physical eyes and my mental mind. I see tripolarized electromagnetic current everywhere. That means that I see in positive, negative, and neutral. Most people only think of two, um, for example, sacred masculine and sacred feminine, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, sacred, there's a sacred neutral. There's a stillness in between those. And that stillness is is uh, it, it, it's neutral. It's the equal sign. It's the equal polarity, or the polarity of no polarity. Right? It's just perfectly still. Is that the akasha? That's what's in between them. Would that be that, the akasha? That, all of it would be the akasha. But if you want to read the akasha, it would be in that stillness. And once again, you go back to that, and they tell you to go to the still place. You know, Jesus tells you, go within the still. They all tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, in, into meditation. Into meditation. Yeah, into meditation. Why Reflecting, can't Why can't it, everyone it, just see this blue light? Wouldn't the world be a better place? See that. See it, that. It would. But <laughs> see, that's where I have a problem sometimes with religion. Is and, and I don't mean to offend anybody, but um, one of the things is, is right. like you know. If, if there is a God and this God wants us to, you know, to obviously have lessons in life, but at the same time wants us to be at peace, doesn't want us to, I mean, why doesn't more, why don't more people have these experiences where they, where it changes their life? Because obviously it changes yours and you're able to share this stuff with others and it might change them, but it may not change them. But if we all saw the blue light, I think it would change all of us. Indeed it would. Um, and I think it is in an ancient Gnostic gospel. I wrote it on here. It's in one of the books I address it. I believe it's in the Syriac Cave of Treasures. It was written about 300 A.D. Uh, by a Gnostic group in Syria, and it addresses that, that exact question. And, it, and I have to paraphrase here. I, I don't know where, where it's at in the book, but it basically says how you know God addresses you and says, how would I know who loves me and who does not love me? If I didn't leave it up to you, if I didn't give you 100% free will to dig your own hole, right? I have to give you 100% rope to hang your own self. 
That's how much it loves you. It gives you 100% free will. But you don't free have free, you didn't really have free will. I guess you could have not Unless, taken this were information. Were you asking? Were you asking for something before the blue light came? Like an internal yearning to know something? An internal yes, an internal yearning to know. And because I, I really think the, the universe gives you what you want. That's right. If if your heart is pure and you're genuinely searching, that's that's the second part of it is that you have to search. So it's not enough to be to just be good and decent. If you're not looking for the creator, it will not reveal itself to you because you're not looking. You have blinders on. So that's the, the second part of it. So being good and decent, retracting your five senses, just like the Hindu texts tell you, and searching, actually searching for the creator, you know, applying your mind, right? Applying your mind towards those principles. There, there's actually science behind that um, that shows that whatever you apply your mind to, your dendrites in, inside of your mind grow towards that. Um I read that the other day in a mainstream mainstream scientific journal, and it was it was totally lost on the scientists that had wrote the uh, the article. But I know exactly what it was saying. It's unfathomable. <laughs> it really is. So, if you had an overall yeah. message for all of humanity, what would that be? Ooh, I've got a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of them. I could probably put put all those down in a book. If I was to pick one, um, one or two, it, or three. Sure, sure. It would be this if if indeed I am who I think I am, if I'm a prophet, if I'm a messenger, um, I would tell you that no one's here to save you. I'm not here to save you. you. You have to save yourself. I'm here to teach you how to save yourself. Read the books and expand on them. Learn from them. Um, there's no vicarious savior. It's it's you and the creator directly. You, you need no in between. Wow. That, that would be the first thing I would I would tell someone. You, you have to take total self-responsibility. It would be if it was if it was a religion, if this was a religion, the Aquarian religion or what have you, I would say it's the religion of self-responsibility through self-reflection. That would be it. And it, and that's nothing new. That's it, it's nothing new, but in our world, that's a hard. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. If I can bullet down even I'll say the exact same thing in an even easier way for someone to understand. I can tell you to be good. That would be the whole message. Be good. But how easy is it to tell you to be good and then you actually being good, applying that in your life? Very difficult, right? Very difficult. We struggle every day to do the right thing, to take the hard right over the easy wrong. You know, our five senses want us to they want to pull us to the easy path, you know, but uh, but we can't take it. We have to take the narrow path. We have to do right by people, right by our fellow man. Um, and and much times it's 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 very hard to do that. That's why you see so many people doing the wrong thing in life. Because it's easy to do the wrong thing. It's very difficult to do the right thing continuously and consistently. So, But here's my question, because what's right to me is not often right to somebody else. Either. Yeah. So you might think you're doing the right thing. That's true. So how do you That's differentiate then? I'll give you an example, and this would be a tough one if, if you're if you're uh, you know Christian and you're and you're religious. But let's say abortion. Like a woman may yeah. say, the right thing for me to do is to not have this child. I'm in school. It was an accidental pregnancy. Um, you know, blah 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 blah. Or I was raped, and this is not something that I, that I right. want to do. Or th- maybe if you're religious, the right thing to do might be to have this child because this is what God intended. So that's kind of an example of one where it's kind of like. They both think they're right. right. Both sides of that of that equation think they're right. A woman's right to choose and what what God wants us to do or what they think God wants us to do. So is it right, more right. coming from a pure heart? Like if you're coming the, from the space yeah. of you are doing this purely or is there something else? Is there something we're missing? 
no, that's that's the first thing. So we're we're hitting on a big social issue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a battle going on in, in Congress right now. So for, first and foremost, you must your your intent must be pure. You know, I mean, it 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 can't be. You know, I want to murder my child, right? Or I just don't want it. Th- you know, like the Romans did, throw it in the trash man. Burning right. the bur- burning trash man on the side of the city, it it, it can't be from that. It, you know, the creator is going to know that your intent's not pure. Again, look at light. Look at the properties of light. Light is life, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So do you do so? Do you think light, which is God, is for life or or against it? Right? It's it's for life, which is light. You know, but there, I think with anything there are caveats with everything. There are caveats with anything. So look at everything in a generality, and then there are always outliers. There are always some exception. And really, that's what our, I think our leaders should be should be arguing over is those exceptions, you know, not the not the general rule. So they should recognize that life is sacred, right? You should recognize that life is sacred. But there are exceptions. There are tough exceptions, you know. If a child is going to suffer, things of that nature. Or you're not going to love the child song. because of what, you know, your trauma. Right. Yeah, it's it's a, there's tough. I, I thought Pete Buttigieg, who's who's one of the uh, presidential candidates, made a great uh, a quote when I heard him on a, a town hall. Actually, it was on Fox News. He said he said that most people who have late term abortions, if they've gone this far, they've many of them have picked out a name. They've um, they've already maybe bought a crib. They're planning on carrying this child to term. And obviously yeah. something came up. A devastating news came from their doctor that, that, that puts the the baby or the or the mother in harm. And they have to make a decision that they, you know, whether they, they use faith or whether they use. But th- this is not an easy decision to make. So, yeah. in other words, it's yeah. not like people are having third-term abortions. Ah, hey, you know what? Let's not have the kid. You know, most people who are yeah. who are this far into a pregnancy are planning on taking it to term and have, like you said, maybe come up with a name, have been talking to it in their tummy, and it's the most exciting thing they've ever gone through. And suddenly yeah. they get that news yeah. that you know you, you're you, you're going to die if you have this child, you know, or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, what a what a hard spiritual lesson for oh, that totally. for that individual, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a tough one. But the Creator knows what's in your heart. It knows if your intent was pure, or 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 not. It it knows. So that's yeah, that's, mo- a tough that's one. the most important thing you're saying is is the purity of your heart. Whether you were right to me or wrong to me, it's coming from a pure space. It's coming from a pure space. That's correct. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And then, if what's the next thing you would tell us? Out of all of your books, because oh there's goodness. lots of books. <laughs> well, what is the – yeah, there's a lot. There's, these are your greatest – There's more yeah, on the way. <laughs> this is your, these are your greatest hits if we had like, you know, three or four. You're stranded on an island. You get to pick five songs. You know, it's like these are your five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one note to blame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, the um, – the you know, what, what, here's, here's, a, here's a tough one that people uh, just miss, and it's, it's actually an easy answer. Um, what is the purpose of, of, of life? What is the purpose of life, right? You've heard that that ancient question asked probably a thousand times. And, I've and asked it a so thousand times, people. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. There are so many people that that don't know, and it's so simple. And it's if you know that life is light, it it follows the same principle. The purpose of light or life is growth, to grow. That's it. Period. To grow. Light is trying to grow. Um, the darkness, the opposite of light, is pulling you inward. Um, if you want to put it in scientific terms, it's electromagnetism. Electricity is the light moving forward, positive. Magnetism, the void, the gravity, the grave, is pulling you inward, downward and inward, in hypercubic space, downward and inward, not just down. If you want to speak in linear terms or two-dimensional point of view, it would just be left. 
right? Magnetism is pulling you left. Electricity is pulling you right. And the sacred stillness in between, because we can't forget about the third polarity, would be the O in the middle, the balanced, the O, the circle. 3.141592, right? Forever and ever. That's, so it, it, so it are you saying the darkness pattern. is not bad? No. No, the darkness is definitely bad. The darkness is absence of light. Okay. But it must be there. But it must be there. And this is what the – when you – especially if you read like the ancient Greek literature, this is what the greatest minds – they got to this point, and this is what you would see them debate about. Like how can it be that something has existed forever? There's a good question. How can it be that the light needs the darkness? And how would you know what good is if you didn't know what evil is? You would have nothing to measure it by. You wouldn't know. It, it, it must be there. Um, so do you think it is it, everywhere? Because our world is probably not it's every world. Oh, so it's everywhere, through the whole universe, it's, dark and light. Through the whole universe, dark okay. and light. It's, through the whole, it's in every atom. Look at an atom. We can start right there. What do you have? Three components. What do you know? Electromagnetism, positive, negative, and neutral. You have a proton, which is positive, pro, right? The word pro. You have uh, the neutron, which is neutral, in the middle. It's in the very word, neutron. It's the neutral tron. And you have uh, the electron. And if electron sounds positive because it has a, the L in it, right? Mm -hmm. When you look up the, the properties of an electron, you'll see that it's uh, charged negatively. Mm -hmm. Electrons charged negatively. And there it is. It's, it's there. It's in everything. This is what the ancients knew. It's very cool. It's interesting. <laughs> it is. There's, there's so yeah. much stuff here. I don't even know where to... Like, yeah. go into. So what else would you tell us if we were going to get another um, nugget sure. out of everything? Sure, sure, sure. Well, the the last book I wrote and put on the website was was the Purple Book. Excuse me, the next to last was the Purple Book. As I said, I just sat down and I was like, what, what if I could tell anybody about the properties of light mm -hmm. and and how it works? Yeah, how like does it work? Blueprint, you know? Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I'm literally showing you the matrix code. This is it. <laughs> From the numerical point of view, right? Mm -hmm. So I started with the numerical point of view. So one, the number one, what does it mean, right? Look at the ancients would stare at it. What does this symbol mean? A number is nothing more than a symbol. It's a symbol, a character that somebody drew to represent something. So what does the number one mean? That's the first, you know, ray of light. It's a one. Right. It's a one. It looks like a ray of light. It's one corpuscular ray of light, one little beam of light. That beam of light is tripolarized electromagnetic current. It has the three currents in there. Mm -hmm. The beam of light has a positive, a negative and that neutral somewhere. That is the three. That tripolarized electromagnetic current is the three. Mm -hmm. When that beam of light goes through a prism of three, mm -hmm. right, represented by, you know, that's that's the the threefold light. So if you take a line and the right side's positive, so that would be red, the left side's negative, that would be blue, and the middle is neutral, and red and blue added together would be purple. So the balance is, is purple. Now you bend it at those angles, that makes the tripolarized electromagnetic current of the uh, of the geometric triangle. And this is what the ancients talked about in the pineal gland, the bin-bin stone. They're all fractals of the exact same thing. They understood that the everything in our life is manifested as as fractals. When that beam of light goes through the goes through a prism, which is the three, mm -hmm. it it refracts. The beam of light refracts into seven, and that's the seven colors of the rainbow, which are the seven chakras in you. That beam of light is coming from the sun. So to put it in terms of your physical body. That beam of light is coming from the sun, 
and is housed in your pineal. That's where the seat of your soul is. This is what the ancients knew. Oh, so it your reflects... soul is in your pineal gland? A piece of it. A piece, a piece of it's it. in okay. your pineal. Yeah. So if you look at the Egyptians, I believe they had seven components. They had, they were of a higher a higher state of consciousness. They had broken all down, including your shadow and everything. Mm -hmm. But but as as just the fundamentals. So one beams into the three, which is your pineal, mm -hmm. right? The the pyramid, the all-seeing eye, ooh, right? The mm -hmm. all-seeing eye, it's been given a bad name, it's been co-opted. And it, it refracts into the seven colors of the rainbow, which are the seven chakras within you. Wow. The one, three, seven, it's right in you, it's inside of you. It's a fractal of the geometry that's going on, of the colors that's going on, of the numbers. I just explain it from the numerical point of view, one, three, and seven, and you know? It's it all correlates. It does. It's yeah. Very cool. yeah, it's 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 very strange. <laughs> is it, yeah, strange? it? It is. It's very it's very strange. <laughs> it, it, to, and to give you, I'll expand on that for a second. So most people, you know, they go to sleep at night, they tuck themselves into bed, they dream, mm -hmm. and uh, and they wake up and do normal things as a human being, right? Mm -hmm. And I used to do the same thing, but ever since ever since I was struck by this blue light, I will I go to sleep. I dream. When I wake up, I, I'm still in my dream. Yeah, I'm I think still, this world I'm still is in a the dream. dream. I do believe it. Truly this. is. They knew this too. The Mayans called it Maya, the illusion. They named their tribe after the illusion. Mm -hmm. The Hindus called the illusion Maya. What do you know? How how do they have the same words and they're, you know, separated by space and and time on this earth, but yet the same word and the exact same thing. I mean, this stuff it, is so cool. I, I just. I think yeah, let's give your yeah. website no, no, one more time. Yeah, yeah, no drugs needed, right? Just yeah, read the no, book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your uh, website one more time, Jimmy? Sure, sure. It's uh, celestialvision.info. And if somebody wants yeah. has a question, can I mean you email me right away. So yeah, that would assume yeah. if somebody has a question, do you get right back to them? I, I would do my best to get to get back to people, and I will answer it. Um, in honesty, as best as I can, um, I am by no means saying I know everything. If there's anything that I do know, it's how much I do not know. Mm -hmm. um, but 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 I but I know this subject, and I, and I can try to explain it or expound upon it, uh, or give you some more insight that'll help you on your on your own path. And and I I think that's my mission. That's a very lovely mission. Sure is. Yeah. Um, I wanted yeah. to do a quick meditation before we we depart. Um, so just sit back in your chair, close your eyes, Absolutely. and start to breathe a little bit deeper, a little bit slower. And I want you to follow your breath into your body and back out of your body. So you're just breathing in and out. And every muscle in your physical body is starting to relax. And you're sinking into your chair or the space that you're lying down in. And if remember, you're driving a car. You're not actually doing this along with us. You're just listening. But as you relax your physical body, I want you to, to connect to your pineal gland, that place between your brow line and your hairline and right at the center of your forehead. And as you connect to that place, there's going to be a message. And this message specifically is linked to synchronicity. And you're going to get an image, a color, a word, maybe nothing at all. But in that space, whatever comes to you as you breathe deeper and slower is something that you're going to encounter in your physical life. 
And this is how you'll know synchronicity from a feeling standpoint. Because as soon as you see it, hear it, read it, or simply just know it, you are going to understand synchronicity in the very cells of your body. And you're just breathing and sinking into that message, whatever it is. And then once you have it, I want you to put it into the center of your brain so you remember. And then slowly just start to speed up your breath so you're in and you're out. And then take a nice long stretch. It's almost like you got a little nap, tiny little nap tonight. Take a deep breath in and exhale. You're right back in the physical realm, right back where you sat down or laid down. Very cool. It's always good to do those. <laughs> Unless Absolutely. you're driving, like you said. <laughs> that's, that's not a good thing. Or, or uh, operating. Yeah, operating heavy machinery. That's not good either. <laughs> Meditation and forklifts on the next episode of Imagine Akasha. <laughs> it was such a pleasure, Jimmy. Is there anything else you want to tell wonderful. us that you no, might just have Thank you so much. Um, I, I could talk about it all day, and I'd, I'd love to speak to you maybe sometime in the future. Yeah, we'd love um, to have you back I, on again. Yeah, and absolutely. Maybe, maybe when you do your next, you know, one of your books in the future or something like that, we can talk about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. It's been wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing everything. This is an amazing story. I haven't, I've heard nothing like it. I haven't heard yeah. nothing like it, yeah. and I really, yeah. you know, when I yeah, started delving into it, <laughs> and I, believe I really you, wanted to understand it. And I believe you. I mean, I see no reason for you to, you know, you know, make up all this BS or something like that when you've got A, you've Mike, got no reason to do it. B, you're, you're retired now. You know, it's like if you should Mike be on a Tom, boat fishing or something, you know? That's right. Tom, I could have li lived a normal life, I'll, and all <laughs> I've wanted is a, is a normal and peaceful life, and then this hits me. So what do you, what do you do? You, you know, take, I take, take responsibility. Yeah, and that's right. And I know that people's going to berate me. And, uh, it's no, don't happen. say that. You've got to well, tell well, us how you want us to be. <laughs> don't say that. No, no, Those no. Are, well, probably no, no folks don't hear. But as the word gets out, they'll be like, "Oh, this guy thinks he's a pro." You know, it's 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 human nature. It's human nature. I understand. You know. But, uh, but as yeah. soon as they pull up your website and start reading through the books, this is a lot of information. It's a lot I, you know, of information. How, how many standard deviations do you have to be away? Was it three standard deviations on Lean Sigma 6 to be in the 99.6% range, somewhere around in there? Mm -hmm. This has to be thousands of standard deviations away. If there's a statistician out there, please go through the work with your, with your calibrated eye, and I would like to know. It, it can't be coincidence. It can't be. Yeah. It's, it's too far out of standard deviation. Yeah. So what does that leave you with? All this information. My goodness. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Tom, thank you so much. Nancy, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Jimmy. I hope you have a lovely evening. And thank you for joining us on Imagine Akasha, and we'll talk to you next time. I can't wait. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.